You're listening to WBEZ. Chicago Public Media is examining the defining issues facing our democracy and reforms proposed to strengthen it. One of those reforms has been bubbling in Chicago for more than a decade, but has yet to scale up in a way advocates crave. It's called participatory budgeting, a process that aims to make government spending more transparent by allowing residents to vote on how to spend money in their communities. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel brings us more on efforts to make the process citywide and starts us off in the 49th Ward, where participatory budgeting first started in the U.S. Along Chicago's North Lakefront near Rogers Park, there's this strange-looking exercise station with gravity workout machines that swing back and forth, pull-up bars, benches. It's almost a mix of a playground and a gym. On this sunny afternoon, three kids and their grandmother are taking advantage. Can you guys describe what you're doing right now? Uh, I have absolutely no idea, but I, according to this, I'm working out my upper body. <laughs> and what are you actually doing? Uh, swinging side to side. Nice is fun for the kids, says their grandma, Regina Dorsett, who lives nearby. She's surprised when I tell her how this exercise station got here by community members just like her, pitching it, designing it, and then essentially campaigning for it in a public election process before it finally won. I've never seen anything like this in any of the parks that I've ever been to, and I'm 68 years old, so I've never seen anything like it. I think it's amazing. Participatory budgeting, the process to thank for small but perhaps mighty projects like these, is maybe best described by Taya Crum, the woman who helps administer the program in around 10 Chicago wards that opt to participate. It's a democratic process in which community members directly decide how to spend part of a public budget. And in Chicago, the budget that is most commonly used is uh, aldermanic menu money that each alderman gets. It's a 1.5 million. Participatory budgeting, or PB, starts with idea pitching, she says. Then a group of volunteers help to firm and narrow those pitches with the help of city departments before a vote. And Crum, an associate director with the Great Cities Institute out of the University of Illinois at Chicago, has a really long list of projects that she loves. Another one. A group um, of parents pushing to make their playground accessible for kids with disabilities. Close friends of a teen who died trying to avoid a dirty, dimly lit underpass on his way home, banding together to clean it up to make sure that doesn't happen ever again. Crum says the quiet public votes that lead to projects like these build trust with residents. They're directly involved. They're providing ideas. They're voting directly on how to spend money. And so that is a direct way where government is saying, I heard you, and now I'm directly impacting and directly building what we have co-created together. All right. Want to be respectful of everyone's time, so we'll just go ahead and jump in. On a Zoom meeting last week, Jeff Gonzalez, a community coordinator for the 49th Ward, is welcoming participants to one of the first info sessions on PB this season. His goal is to very directly define what can and cannot be funded through this process. And in doing so, he highlights a major constraint of how PB functions in Chicago. So important thing about PB ideas is that uh, the many funds that we have can only be spent on capital projects and we cannot use them for operating costs. So um, as you'll see here, project ideas should be infrastructure slash physical installations. Um, They have to be low maintenance. Um, We can't pay for any staffing to maintain projects. Because no mayoral administration has ever implemented a citywide PB process in Chicago, older persons who choose to do it must use their allotted discretionary funds or menu money to pay for 
for the projects. And those funds by city ordinance are for infrastructure only, streetlight repairs, pothole fixes, and if you think outside the box, exercise stations at parks. Crom with UIC says the restriction on projects is a major barrier to getting people engaged. If you think about what people talk about as a lot of their needs, a lot of people talk about jobs, economic development, resources for children, violence prevention programs. Those are the things that are, people are going to come out to want to have an impact in. Josh Lerner with the nonprofit organization People Powered, which aims to redefine democracy beyond elections, says while PB got its U.S. start in Chicago, the city has since lagged in scaling up the program. In the U.S., PB has too often been viewed as a kind of side project to engage people and not as a better way to spend money. But Lerner says he and others are driven by more than community parks and improvement projects. Those who work on PB see it as a way to help solve a pertinent threat to democracy, the disconnect and distrust between elected officials and those they represent. We risk, and that's what we're seeing, that if people see a uh, big money driven electoral system as the only way we can have democracy, the natural response to that is to not want democracy. And that leads to authoritarianism. But in order to reshape how residents view their government, Lerner says there has to be broad government buy-in to help with outreach, facilitation, and money. Take Paris, France, for instance, a model for citywide PB right now. Paris is one of the, I mean, the most generous city in the world for participatory budgeting. French PB specialist Antoine Bézard consults with municipalities to strengthen their PB processes in France. In Paris, the government funnels 100 million euros through PB each year. And Bézard says that large sum has led to some of the highest participation rates in the world. Like 10 percent of um, Parisian people vote in the participatory budgeting. So it's it's huge. 10%? It may sound dismal on a scale of 100, but it is huge when compared to the 1% participation rate most Chicago wards see each year, according to UIC. Back in Chicago's 49th ward, Alderwoman Maria Haddon has been fighting to expand PB for more than a decade now, with the Great Cities Institute by her side. And this will be the third mayoral administration um, that, you know, they've approached to talk about citywide PB. Haddon says this time around, she'll be pushing for a youth-focused citywide process, and she sees an opportunity with this new mayoral administration. We know that Mayor Johnson has a lot of high priorities around youth, violence prevention, especially amongst youth. And um, we thought it was a good idea 10 years ago, (laughs) and I think it's still a good idea now. In a statement, a spokesperson for Mayor Brandon Johnson somewhat committed to that idea, saying the office will explore ways to introduce aspects of participatory budgeting into the overall budget process. Mariah Wolfel, WBEZ News. This is WBEZ.